Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. I got two voice messages this week, um, both from Mark Graben, who's a well-known um, lean podcaster. So thank you, Mark, for these questions. They are related to episode one. So I'll play the questions from Mark, and then I'll come back and answer them. Hi, Brian. It's Mark Graven. I listened to episode one, and congratulations on starting the podcast. I don't agree with the assertion that you made that lean projects don't lend themselves to be tallied up into cost savings. I mean, lean can be used to reduce defects, to reduce employee injuries, to reduce employee turnover, things that very quickly, easily translate into hard savings or soft savings. But then whether we're using Lean or Six Sigma, we have improvements that might improve flow or reduce late deliveries to customers. And things like that are a lot harder to put into dollar terms. And and I think a lot of that, whether there's an emphasis only on cost is more about the leadership team in an organization than it is about Lean or Six Sigma as methodologies. So I was wondering um, if you wanted to share maybe some more thoughts about that. Thanks. Hi, Brian, it's Mark Graven. I have a question related to episode one. When you say the goal should be for the black belt to pay for their own salary and you had a project that saved $8 million, um, did they give you a big raise? Did they give you a big bonus? I hope so. Thanks. Let's start with the, the question around the benefits from the project. For that particular project, it had the luxury that it was a high volume operation and there was a lot of cost to the product so I think the number was the yields were in the mid 50s or something and we got them up to 70 or 80 percent so that at the volume was a huge dollar impact so a lot of projects you can't control the opportunity so some of the more challenging projects even harder than that one I don't have great dollar savings for because the problem just wasn't as huge some some people will track dollar savings, but I don't think it's a very good metric because you can always control what you get for projects. I think that was one reason why it's such a big number. What came out of that was, yeah, I actually got some stock options out of the deal. And so they give you the value of the company stock at that time. And then it says you have to wait a certain amount of time and then you can cash out that stock after a certain number of years. And so I did that. I don't remember the exact amount, but it was a around $10,000 or something like that. Hey, I'll take it. That's a nice little bonus for just doing, you know, the work that I'm paid for. But it definitely made a big impact in the organization. We stood up a Six Sigma department after that and started to put together some training material. We hired in a couple of black belts from other companies. They helped come in and develop our green belt training material, and we started to roll that out to the company. So eventually what happened is we had an existing lean program our company was a supplier to boeing and so in the late 90s they came in and told us that it'd be really good if we learned about lean methods because they were going through a lean journey themselves probably about three or four years after this project our group started to merge together and so that's where we got to more of a lean six sigma group we still stayed under the lean umbrella but we had kind of specialists that were more on the Six Sigma side. And so I think for the rest of my career there, it was really trying to figure out how these tools blend together. And so 
and I think they complement themselves really well. But I was also really getting a lot of experience and knowledge around lean and really liking what I was learning about and seeing where it best fits in. And, you know, I think my, my general approach now is start with the lean tools and concepts because people can understand those a little easier and then let's use Six Sigma when we need to. Your other question around the, the savings and documentation of lean improvements, I completely agree. I think that all of these improvements have benefits there. Most of my experience has been that on the Kaizen events that we did, um, we would capture potential benefits or um, expected benef benefits from the, at the end of the event, like on our report out. And we would document stuff like the number of people that we can redeploy if that was needed or appropriate, uh, free them up to move into other areas because obviously we'd never want to get rid of anybody. Um, square footage reduction. So I remember one event we were in, we reduced from 2,200 square feet down to like um, 800 or 1,000. It was at least 50% reduction in square footage. And that was already in the layout that we put together. So that's pretty, pretty solid. And we can do a calculation of cost per square foot and do some estimates around that. Um, other metrics we would track is 5S score if we do a before and after and say that they've matured in their visualization and labeling and color coding and simplification. Inventory reduction, absolutely. If we could show that now we have a better a workflow management and a better way of tracking product and items, we can say that now we don't need as much safety stock or as much inventory here. And so that means more cash flow. Also like errors and mistakes, we might put in um, some improvements, but some of those are hard to quantify. We don't know exactly how much improvement we'll get. We kind of have to wait a little bit afterwards. And so after the events, we would track that. But since a lot of the improvements are kind of ongoing, I think whereas on the Six Sigma projects, there's a little bit more structure that you close out the project after six months or 12 months and you provide like a financial report or a summary of your results. On the lean side, since a lot of it's just continuous improvement, I feel like the pe people forget to go back and kind of close up the project, like because it just keeps going and there's continual efforts. And so, I think the same type of benefits are there. It's just that the Six Sigma projects kind of force you to go and close it out, or submit your project for a certification. So because of that rigor, that's why I was saying that they there's more cost savings reported out from the Six Sigma projects, whereas the lean efforts and events, they don't often do that as much, or they'll do that right away as kind of an estimate, but maybe not close it up and say, now a year later, here's what we've accomplished. But I completely agree that those savings are similar, but the Six Sigma just structures it a little bit more uh, thorough. And so it gets reported more often, and then people see those numbers and get attracted to that and they notice that it seems to come more from the Six Sigma projects, but it doesn't mean that the Six Sigma projects generate more results or savings, but we just see that structure there. So hopefully that answers your question or gets a little more insight into that. Thank you so much for the question. If you'd like to submit a question, you can go to the Anchor app, look up Lean Six Sigma Bursts, and just record your voice message and I'll get it and then I'll incorporate it into a future episode. Thanks for your time. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming.
Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.